IntelliKey Leadership Stories with Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our website, pureintellikey.com. Here's your host, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. This is the podcast where we get to talk to leaders about their organizations and how they're leading them to a higher purpose, and also individually how they're reaching for and achieving their full soul's potential. And Kirsten, as we talk to our guests week over week, we just hear some great leadership stories about you know, decisions and motivations and directions that these leaders want to take their organizations and their own lives, don't we? We do. We do, Mark. And hello to all of our guests. But yes, we do. And, you know, we continue to receive feedback also from our audience and our guests that they are thrilled with this conversation that we're having about conscious leadership, about doing things differently. And really, we've had some unique conversations about diversity and inclusion and you know, how we really begin to move forward principles that, you know, need to prevail in these times that we're experiencing. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. For sure. And I guess in that light, we're so happy to have our guest today, uh, a fierce and focused leader in her own right, Carolyn Colleen. Carolyn, it's just so good to have you on our program. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I think, you know, when I say fierce and focused, you know, Carolyn, your background is in all sorts of client relationship building and process improvement, you know, degrees in organizational leadership and servant leadership. What are are some of the things that you're seeing out in the world now that people really want from leaders? What is your sense? Yes, that's a wonderful question. And my sense is that from leadership that, you know, people are looking for that element of grace. And really giving a space for those that are um, both leaders and and those that within their organizations in which to say, hey, you know what, things can be tough and and we need to be able to come together, appreciate what brings us together, honor those stories and really honor uh, the things that are our strengths that we've picked up along the way. Because as we honor our strengths and we appreciate what brings us together and makes us stronger as a business, as an individual, as an organization, that uh, we are able then to pivot quickly when things happen. When things happen that we are not expecting, that we can honor our strengths, honor our focus and our ferocity in which to take us in a new path and a new direction that we might not have gone before. Mm -hmm. I love this, uh, I guess, contrast between grace and ferocity, you know, in your book, Fierce, Transform Your Life in the Face of Adversity. How do you, I guess, reconcile or overlap those two concepts? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's an interesting uh, way about it is, you know, the saying, what you resist persists. And, and what we do is, within ferocity and grace, you know, there's that element of, okay, yes, there is a time, there is a time for courage, and there's a time for grit and resilience, yes. However, we also want to intertwine the ability to give ourselves space of grace, patience, and understanding and empathy. And and combining those 
is where that ferocity comes from a very true and authentic space. And so that's how you combine and, and kind of, you know, bring together. So, because what you resist does persist, how do you lean in to what is fearful in which to come out ferocious? You know, I, to speaking to Mark's point and to your point, right. And having come out of corporate, when you hear the word fierce and then line it up with, you know, a corporation or larger corporations, I, you know, my, the hair automatically goes up on the back of my neck. Right. And yet it is a requirement. There is a necessity, but when, and then when you break it down, if you even just look at like a lioness, right, Mm -hmm. she is fierce. Mm-hmm. excuse me, I'm have a little bit of a throat thing, but you have the lioness who is fierce, but then you put her in her tribe in her with her cubs. And there is the genteel, you know, aspect to her that also mm-hmm. shows up. So there is that need to know how to weave and fierce doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that it's bad either, which I think is interesting is what you're speaking to, right? We, there are times where we really have to rise to the occasion, you know, and it does require, you know, a different embodiment, but grace can still be embedded in there. Yes. And it's really leaning into that. And I appreciate that, that visualization, because it's very true. You know, there is a time and there is a place. And, and sometimes when people think of the word fierce, they think of very forceful, However, there is an underlying element of grace. And so when you think about the corporate boardroom, and, uh, and I, came, I came from the same space, and you know, we're thinking of that person in the room who sh- shows up with, a, with, a, with a, a particular space of presence, um, and that person who they might not say a whole lot, but when they do speak, everyone listens. That is also kind of that definition and underlying of ferocity because you are showing up in your authentic self with um, providing empathy and grace for others to be heard. However, when something needs to be said, you do say it. <laughs> and so that piece of, uh, that piece of courage and, um, and the ability to give people that space of grace is also a, a very powerful, a very powerful place to come from. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting when you when you talk about these leadership concepts, you know, I would think somebody with this organizational development uh, background that you have, you know, it's more about how to treat people, how to develop people, how to train people and motivate them. But you also are describing a way to look in the mirror for the leader, you know, give yourself grace, give yourself permission to be authentic and so forth. Uh, again, how, how is that helpful for the leader to look inside first, before you look outside to the organization? Yes, well, it all starts with self. You know, how we show up in our world starts with our relationship with self. It doesn't matter how many uh, people you have on your Facebook or your Instagram or your email list or, you know, the amount of customers or, or clientele. You <laughs> have to be able you're to- You're bursting my bubble now. What do you- <laughs> <laughs> I really thought my LinkedIn list mattered. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, it does matter in that it began with you. It began with self. It began with you know how you've become a centered leader, and then through becoming centered through the uh, the relationship with self, you've done, then gone and created many relationships and become very successful in that. 
And it all begins with where you are, where you began and how you, how you continue to develop your leadership because people see it. It's through that action. And then through that, that's how you end up with those, um, you know, a large following of people who follow in your leadership, your, in your authentic leadership and your servant leadership. So it's, uh, it's following by example. Yeah. And you, you spoke to that word and many people we've been speaking to, it seems to be a theme, you know, the requirement of self-awareness, right? That is the core component. That's a core, you know, skill that's needed to really continue to develop as an individual, to develop within yourself and continue to navigate your own inner scape, if you will, in order to become that leader that you are, you know, looking towards becoming or that you are, right? That you have to continually have the capacity yes. to go deeper. And people gravitate to that. As you can see, both both of you, that's people gravitate to it, which is where all the followers come from. And so it's a full circle. That's so good. Well, our guest is Carolyn Colleen, and she's the author of a great book called Fierce. And I think I could also emphasize, Carolyn, that yes, we've been talking about veracity, but the fierce as an acronym really helps describe a process and approach that you espouse to the real F-I-E-R-C-E uh, acronym. I wondered if you could give us a couple of highlights of that. Yes, there's a there's a highlight, which I call the fierce method. And that helps entrepreneurs that helps entrepreneurs in your life. Um, So there's entrepreneurs in business, there's entrepreneurs in your life, and it helps people get to the places they're going to five minutes at a time. So really breaking free out of adversity, out of hardship, out of, you know, in the past year, being able to pivot and, and figure out where we're going to as a leader. and, And how are we redefining that five minutes at a time? So just as a high level, The first step, and it's just practice five minutes at a time, is B for breathe. So B for breathe, taking a deep breath and really getting centered, identifying where you are, taking that deep breath, because when we can take a deep breath, we can open our minds to new possibilities, reduce our blood pressure, and be able to focus on our goal, which leans into the next step, which is F, F for focus, focusing on one goal. How do you, for example, how do I want to show up as a leader? That could be one of my goals. Developing that. So taking a deep breath, B, F, focus. And then the last F is for fierce action. Fierce action is very different than just action in that you're able to take whatever emotion might be holding you back or getting in your way, such as anxiety, overwhelm, fear, There's emotions that are very valid and you want to be able to feel them and they pop up all day. Sometimes it could be, you know, during the day, you could be in a, you know, your 10th Zoom meeting and you might have a little bit of Zoom fatigue. That wait, what's what's Zoom fatigue? Does anybody know that anymore? Does does it have a diagnostic code I could submit to insurance? Yes, yes. And so, yes, and, and this is, can resonate, you know, and that doesn't mean that you don't have to feel the emotion. What matters is the action that comes after. So previous to having this method, I call BFF, your new best friend. You take a deep breath, you focus on the goal, and that fierce action is really guiding the action after that emotion. So at two o'clock in the afternoon, you might be hungry, 
You might be tired. You might need a hug and you might have emotions that pop up. It's okay to feel them, but what's the action that comes after? Now, previous, you may have been frustrated, gotten off of a meeting that might not have gone the way you wanted it to go. And you might have gotten up from your office desk and marched straight to the freezer and grabbed that gallon of ice cream. However, now that you have this tool and you remember how, what your goal is, you can feel the emotion. However, what is the action after? Rather than walking straight to the fridge, you can just take a walk right out the side and take a little short minute walk, right? Five minutes. Soon that five minutes turns into 10. And soon enough, that emotion has been guided into doing something that serves you and also um, doing it five minutes at a time. So you're building resilience and you're building um, focus and you're moving closer to a long-term goal. Now, many people use this, um, for example, when you're going into a meeting or in a conference room, pre-COVID when we were all in together, <laughs> we, we were able to be in a conference room together. And as we're learning, like I, I would take a, a brief pause and I would say, okay, what's the purpose of my meeting? What do I need to do? And if my focusing on my goal, my goal is that I want to find out information. I'm, I'm information seeking because I don't know enough information before I go into this meeting. So then my action, even though I might have an agenda, I might have other things that I might want to get out into that meeting. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to remember that the purpose of my, this meeting is, to, is um, to really seek information. And my fierce action is to ask questions and wait for others to be heard. And I can do that five minutes at a time, reminding myself of that goal and, um, and reset so that I'm continually reminding myself, okay, I might want to interject. I might want to jump in, but nope. My goal for this particular meeting is to really understand and ask questions. So I'm just resetting back to anytime an emotion pops up, like, Ooh, I don't agree with what that person says. It's okay. Let them say it, take a deep breath. And remember I'm information seeking. I'm going to wait. So that can be used five minutes at a time to reset in many different ways. I, you know, it's funny because I'm going to ask you, because I know you have this nonprofit that you're fundraising for right now, right? And anybody who's done fundraising or any time of capital raises understands there's a lot of emotion that goes with that, right? Because there's a lot at stake in, in all steps of the process. How do you weave your, um, your program into how do you apply it yourself into is it takes a lot to raise capital. It does. And so, yes, it takes a continuous reset because it is, it's a very difficult, um, it can be a very difficult um, thing to raise funds. And so really resetting, focusing on the goal, taking a deep breath, remembering the purpose of the fundraiser, the purpose of the goal in, 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 in creating more funds for that fundraiser. And as you continually move into that fundraising, remembering the fierce action, whether it's, um, you know, getting really involved with a particular uh, thought or emotion is really thinking about the action and the action of raising funds and staying true to what the message is. And so it's a continuous reset and doing it five minutes at a time and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces is really what helps build that resilience, build that adaptability, and then helps you to continually pivot when you need to. So good. Carolyn, I have a sense that uh, you have so much good experience and insight. So in addition to the you know, advice and coaching that you provide individuals, I, I'd like to turn the page to your own personal journey. 
you know, your own IntelliKey leadership. And I, I have a sense that these principles are born from these experiences of your own journey. And I was curious how you feel, you know, that you're seeking your own IntelliKey or your own soul's potential and, and why you've chosen to do this uh, really as a vocation. Yes. And, and so the reason that I have my, the reason I have the, the BFF method, my fierce method is because this method was created out of survival. So I created it out of survival when I was standing in line at the Salvation Army with my daughter escaping from a circle of abuse and a circle of poverty. I was fearful for my life, but also fearful of the unknown. I didn't know how I was going to get to where I needed to be. And a very kind and well-meaning person said to me, uh, it's okay, Carolyn, you can do this. You can do this one day at a time. And one day at a time is a beautiful concept. However, when you are struggling with, um, you know, uh, flashbacks and you're struggling with PTSD, you're struggling with situational depression, you're struggling with a lot of different emotions that might not serve you in that moment. One day is too, too long. And I needed to break it down, which is why I created this method five minutes at a time, taking a deep breath, remembering the goal at hand, the goal at hand at that time was I needed to be able to find food and, and figure out how to move to the next, the next space. And I needed to be able to focus. And I was able to focus and taking it that deep breath, focusing on where I am and using those emotions that were coming up as fuel to push me in a direction that serves me. Because I mean, to be quite honest, I could have chosen many other avenues. And actually there are people that are still standing there in that line um, years later that, had, that were overcome by the emotions and the actions that followed. So I had to find a way. Now thousands of people are using this method today in which to enrich their lives, increase their income and move their businesses and their leadership forward. And so now fast forward, I've been able to not only um, you know, write my book about how to uh, break out of adversity, I have also created my life by design and by increasing my streams of income increasing my passive income, creating um, leadership forums, becoming an international speaker, and then also op actually um, opening my own Acton Academies is how I can create future leaders with children and running my own, running a nonprofit called One Life Fully Live, which combats systematic oppression, helping others like me who are standing in line at the Salvation Army realize that they can create a life by design and get out of those uh, broken systems that are continuously uh, continuing through generation upon generation. So long story short, uh, five minutes at a time. <laughs> Mark, I'm so glad you asked that question. Well, I'm so I'm... glad you asked that question. And thank you, Carolyn, for sharing so openly about your experience. I think it's really important that people hear this because you're right. It does take five minutes at a time sometimes. It does. Yes. And it's, you know, thank you. I appreciate that because for a long time, I was very afraid to share the vulnerable pieces. However, we all start a different, you know, different roads and paths of life. And if we can't share openly where we came from, it's going to be very difficult to create a very clear path of integrity as to where we're going. So yes, it, at first it was very difficult to share. However, it was something that I feel helps others escape their own uh, barriers and their own things that are holding them back to realize that 
you know, we're, we're in this together. We can continue to grow together and help each other. And Carolyn, uh, the, the we can help each other. Let me pull the lens back a little bit to that community factor. What Was there the support at some five-minute interval, you know, when you were in that line at the Salvation Army, where somebody did reach a handout, where somebody did offer you a word of encouragement? And I guess to, for us to think about what we can do to our, you know, own fellow neighbor who we may not know. I wouldn't have known your story had I not even thought to ask. And now that I do, I say, well, then, you know, what else could we do to somebody who might be in a similar situation? What would be your experience there? You know, quite honestly, it's um, the people that just simply, you know, you don't necessarily have to have um, any, any words of wisdom per se, but honestly, the people who just stopped and on and looked at me in the eyes and smiled and said, Hey, how are you doing? Or, Hey, you got this. Because when you're struggling in some of the darkest places of your life, knowing and seeing people that strangers that just look at you in the eyes and honor you as a human go goes so many miles. Because when you're trying to climb out of those, those just, just seemingly the dark, the dark spaces where it's hard to see light, when a person that you don't even know stops and just says, hey, how you doing? Or hey, you know what? It's really good to see you today. And, and smiles at you and honors you as a human, that speaks mountains as you're trying to crawl your way out. So I can't, I can't thank all those people because I don't even know who they are, but I can pay it forward. And that's why I donate all the proceeds of my book back to nonprofits that serve people that are coming out of hardship. Mm, you know, and the word kindness, it doesn't take a lot to act from kindness, right? We, to your point, we don't know if we're in a grocery store or walking down the street who we're going to run into and who may need that smile. So I think Mark really loves action you know, that's, that's his big word. Give a, give me an action to take and simple acts of kindness, right? Yes. It's free. It's free. It's free. <laughs> there you go. And Kirsten, it's hard to see me smiling behind my mask, but I, I got a nice grin out of your comment. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to know you, Mark. Oh, we need our you, action steps. There you go. <laughs> well, Carolyn, you know, going back to your nonprofit, I mean, this idea of empowering people, you know, in a really holistic fashion. And some of it comes back to your own story, but, you know, planning and their purpose and even personal health, but eventually wealth building and entrepreneurship. Uh, what, what are some of the elements that we need to know go into that uh, development of our sort of next generation of potential leaders? Yes. So, you know, for the next generation, it's really you know, we have beautiful nonprofits across the nation that serve and they do wonderful work. And, and how, I, how we see uh, that nonprofit One Life Fully Lived is that we help people create that roadmap for their lives. The food bank, the food bank provides an immediate solution. So when someone's hungry, the food bank provides that solution and they can very quickly and easily say, we served and fed these many people. Now, One Life Fully Lived, now that's a symptom. That's a symptom of the issue. Now, One Life Fully Lived is a solution to the issue. 
Now, how did that person get to the food bank? And how do you help them create a way to not come back? That is what our nonprofit does. One Life Fully Lived helps people figure out what are they passionate about? What do they love to do? What is it that they believe in? Then how do you go find the talent for it? It doesn't mean you have to go out and get, you know, a 10-year degree. It means maybe you need, maybe you need to honor the, the, the wisdom that you already have or get a certificate in it and then find the market for it. So for example, I'm very systematic. I have a, um, I have a, a career in building systems. Now, I learned that in college, but actually even more, I learned it in connecting the dots because when you have nothing, you can very quickly learn how to build systems in which to get something. And so there's a career in that. And so, um, so that's our, what we call our fulfillment triangle, figuring out what you love, um, how to do it and what's the market for it. And then creating the second step, which is our core four, which is what is your vision? What do you, what do you want to leave an impact on this world when you, when you're 90 years old and looking back, what is that? And what does that feel like and who you're surrounded by? And then how do you create that magnificent dream? What would you do if you wouldn't, you could not fail? And then understanding the finances behind it, the finances to fund that dream. What is it? Vertical income, passive income. Uh, what are your side hustles? How do you create a side hustle um, or invest in which to make it so that you can have more passive income? Is it Airbnbs? Is it real estate? Is it, you know, taking a, a really great idea that you had and making monetizing it and funding your life, but also smart, you know, making it for smart investments. And, and connecting you to people that have the knowledge to do so. Then also your relationships. You're the average of the five people you hang out with as far as their mindset, their health, their wealth. Who are those people in your world? And really taking a good look at that. And then identifying mentors and people that can help you get to where you want to go. And then lastly, uh, wellness. What's your mind, your body, and your spirit? You're, you know, There's that saying that there's people who've worked so hard to fill up that, uh, get to that, that gold at the end of the rainbow. And then they get there and they're not well enough to enjoy it. You know, you may have heard of people who, you know, they get to retirement and they work so hard and six months later, they have a heart attack. So taking care of your body, your mind, your body and your spirit in which to enjoy that vision that you work so hard to create. And so we are um, on a movement in which to treat the disease of, uh, the systematic oppression so that people are not continuing on this uh, journey of going back to the food bank over and over again, but actually figuring out how to create that life in which to sustain themselves. And so we've done that very successfully, my story. And then also we have many other case studies and stories of people who only a year since coming into our organization and our nonprofit going from homeless to being a homeowner, a business owner, and an employer. So that's what we're up to. That's mm. so, so encouraging. Yeah, it, unbelievable. Well, Thank before you. we uh, close, Carolyn, I just wanted to be sure that uh, we give a chance to have our listeners know how to connect with you, learn more about your work, uh, your, your book, and so forth. Where's the best place to find you? So they can find me at uh, onelifefullylived.org. And then they can also download my free um, BFF method at carolynpauline.com. Oh, fantastic. Well, I think as we conclude, Carolyn, I just wanted to ask you again, this idea of an IntelliKey journey. Where, where do you see the next steps for you? What are you working on uh, for the future? 
So for the future, this fall, I'm opening two acting academies, which uh, helps us figure out how to really teach our children um, how to find genius in each child. And as we find the genius in each child, we're getting underneath the way that people view the world and the way that children view the world in which to become an entrepreneur in their own lives so that they can determine the future that they're after. And along with that is combining One Life Fully Lived into that vision so that we can continue to collect, and I'm actually writing a white paper on it now, um, collecting that impact of how we're changing lives so that we can continue to change that on a, on a, um, on a governmental level and an, and an international level. It's so exciting. Well, Kirsten, I think this idea that Carolyn's talking about, about being the sum of the five people we get to spend the most time with, uh, I would consider this time together with you and me and Carolyn to be a, a highlight of those five people for me today. I would agree. I, well said, Mark. Well said. Yes. Well, Carolyn, we just can't thank you enough for the great conversation and the encouragement and inspiration for our listeners on how they can develop their own leadership capacities. And I think you've really shown us that the word leadership, we, we need to constantly remind ourselves that we don't mean at the top of the food chain, the top of the org chart, being leader. We mean a leader in our life, in our community, and our circle of friends, don't we? Yes, we are all leaders. There's someone who is looking at you as that bright shining light and they're looking at you. You might not even realize it, but you are a light for another person. And how are you showing up for yourself and showing up for others? Oh, fantastic. Well, our guest has been Carolyn Colleen. She's the author of Fierce, Transform Your Life in the Face of Adversity and uh, head of Fierce Academies and One Life Fully Lived and so many other great ventures that you're all about. Carolyn, just thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. It's been an honor. And Kirsten, you know, as we think about these five people we hang out with and how they can inspire and encourage us, I think about some of the conversations like your soul teas, like your kind of mastermind groups. Uh, how can people connect with that to, again, get together with other soul-minded individuals? Yeah, thank you for asking, Mark. Um, this is an area that I'm very passionate about is building communities right? We, historically, people have done things on their own. And, you know, because there's the sense that um, if you work with other people and collaborate, there's not enough for you, right? And the truth is the universe is incredibly abundant. So there's room to go around and we thrive in community. We do much better in community than alone. So I've created um, Soul Tea and Conversations on the Soul, which is every other Friday. And they are complimentary they're for anyone who wishes to elevate their own conversation and really begin to bring in conversations with like-souled and like-minded people. I have um, a Young Professionals Master Soul Group, and these are really elite top performers who are also elevating beyond just the, you know, I do it myself, right? There's something bigger than us, a universal law that pulls us forward. So people who connect it in it at a much deeper level, at a soul level, so they can have conversations about being, you know, high-performing leaders, but also working with whatever their call it higher power is. And I have a group called the Wise Women Master Soul Group, and those are for women who are 
tend to shift, right? As women evolve and get older, they, they want more and there's a different dialogue. So this really, again, is a master soul group for called the wise women for those who are 50 and over who want to expand into new realms for themselves as well. So those can all be found on my website, www.pureintellikey.com. And I would love to have anybody join us. Yeah, well, look forward to connecting with all those. Well, again, Carolyn Colleen has been our guest. Thanks for being here with us. And Kirsten, thanks for sharing those opportunities to connect. And listeners, thanks for coming by our podcast. As you can see in the title, IntelliKey Leadership Stories. We really like to share the personal stories of how we gain our leadership qualities and we can express our leadership in all sorts of areas in business and life. And then the IntelliKey is this word for our soul's purpose that we're on purpose. We keep saying it, you know, and the words come out, are you on purpose? But listen to what your potential really is. And we've really been inspired and encouraged from Carolyn today. So I hope we'll take that forward with us. So come back again next time for our next episode. We'll have more stories from leaders who are taking their organizations and their life towards their sole purpose. For Kirsten Goldie, I'm Mark Stinson, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. On behalf of your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stinson, thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. If you like IntelliKey Leadership Stories, I want to tell you about another podcast I host called Unlocking Your World of Creativity. Each episode features an expert from somewhere around the globe that tells us about how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and how they gain the confidence and connections to get their work out into the world. From singer-songwriters to entrepreneurs, on topics like data analytics to hotel management, we talk to experts from Milan and Oslo, Buenos Aires and Los Angeles, all over the globe to bring you the best ideas and inspiring your creative thinking. You can find Unlocking Your World of Creativity wherever you listen to podcasts.